Where your party station joins the world of basketball. This is the Courtside Podcast with Jake and Aiden. Hey guys, welcome back to the Courtside Podcast with your host. I'm Jake. And I'm Aiden. And, uh, you know, Aiden, I want to really like talk about some basketball when it comes to like All-Star and there's been a lot of news and uh, within the All-Star game and um, players talking about what they feel um, about the All-Star game. So let's let's dive into that. Yeah, so I- I'll get started. Um, I don't understand the whole debacle around the All-Star game because these guys aren't in a bubble right now, which I feel most players like. I feel like from a lot of uh, players' perspectives, it was uh, the players missed their families and they were by themselves and they were seeing opposing players. I didn't feel like the players liked that. So the NBA and Adam Silver are trying to do their best job of kind of making it so they have their lives outside of basketball, even though that's their job. But the whole debacle about the All-Star game, I think, is just dumb. Yeah. I mean, these players, I, I get what they're saying, like with the COVID and all that. But then then again, we see like, I think it was like today, uh, ESPN posted like one person, uh, one player tested positive out of like the first, out of like two months for COVID. So the numbers are really low, but, but I do wonder. But Jake, also what I'm getting at is I, I haven't heard much about the All-Star game. I just know the voting is going on right now, but who are these players that are saying that the all-star game shouldn't work? I saw something on De'Aaron Fox, but as I'm looking at it right now, I don't even think he's top 10 in all-star no, voting. No, it's, it's, it's more like LeBron and yeah, Giannis. Okay. Yeah, but look, and... Here's, here's my thing. Okay. And I'm just going to be straight up and everybody listening, you'll understand this. LeBron James loves to be the forefront of everything. So he wants to get out there first and say his opinion. But to be honest, if De'Aaron Fox doesn't have more votes than Alex Caruso, he just needs to shut his mouth. You're right. I'm not I, kidding. I'm not kidding. No, I, don't I, care, I, I, I totally don't care what he what says if he's yeah. not going to be in it. I understand what you're saying. Like, if a player is not going to be able to make the All-Star game, they should not be talking. But to be honest, he's not relevant either. He's on a terrible team. Um, I don't even think he's up here right now. I don't think he compares to half the guys on this list. So, sucks oh. to suck, but... I just don't think that he's making an all-star appearance. And I'd be I'm, shocked if he did. It's funny that you made that point with the Alex Caruso. Like, clearly, we he's not going to get in with the coach's poll. But right now, the fan, the second fan returns. Caruso's leading, but he's t- he's number ten in the guards in the Western Conference. But like you said, that De'Aaron Fox, like, if you're not going to be able to, you know, have your name show up on this list, don't you can't talk. Here's the thing that bothers me the most. Okay, and I'm going to ask you this, and then I'm going to go on to my point. This is just a yes or no, Jake. Do you like that you see the fan numbers? Yeah. I don't. I think it's very dumb. Here's the thing. I would like to see – What were you asking? I was just asking, do you like when they come out with the second second fan returns and you see the top ten in the front court and guards for each conference? Do you like seeing that? It, it depends. It really does. I think that they should do maybe the first vote. The, you know, I, the problem is yes. the problem is with the NBA. You're allowed to vote as many times as you want. I I feel like it's just got to be a one time thing. I think it's I I and I'm I haven't been advocate about this recently, but I'm just gonna be about it now as it's kind of coming up to it. All Star Game is soon, I believe. I think it's stupid that they show the fan votes. I think it's good that fans can vote, but I don't think that it's 
pointless because I think it, it truly is pointless because I'm just going to go over some names that are in the top 10. In Western Conference, I'm going to start. Andrew Wiggins. Is Andrew Wiggins really going to be in the All-Star game? No. Christian Wood. I think he maybe just broke his ankle. Carmelo Anthony's number 10. Those are three guys that I'll tell you will not make it. Yeah. Maybe Christian Wood if he's healthy. And then the last uh, three guards, you have Clay Thompson, who's out for the entire season. You have CJ McCollum, who's been out for, I think, a month. And Alex Russo is obviously not getting in. So what, when does it get to the point where – why are they showing that these guys are getting votes? What does that do for anybody? Because I think that it hurts more for players that aren't here that deserve it. It kind of gets them aggravated that these players that are honestly jokes are getting these votes. Listen, here's what I'll say. And we know that we've had incident incidences that have happened in the prior years with the all-star voting. Like, I, I don't know if you remember three years ago, Zaza Pachulia was on the top 10. Like, yeah, where do we see that? Like, but I then that brings, that. In, that brings in the idea of, okay, uh, do we really think fan voting is, is right? Basically, what no. we're saying, if a player deserves to be higher than where they are, then yeah, fan voting but should that's be why gone. Fan voting, no, yeah, I think fan voting should be gone. I think it's a nice thing to do. I don't even think everybody does it. I know personally, me, I just threw in my best players. I literally threw in, I threw in LeBron. I threw in like Bull Bull, you know, Taco yeah. Fall. Like, what does that do for anybody? It's a joke to me. I see it as a joke. But the fact that Clay Thompson got two hundred twenty-five thousand votes and he hasn't played a single game this season, and he won't. What's the point of showing that? That's my only thing on the All-Star game. I think a bunch of these guys on here, and what I want to say is at least the fans see, I think the top three, top four in every single one um, are the best players in their conference. Just LeBron, Jokic, uh, Leonard, and AD, and then guards, you have Curry, Doncic, Damian Lillard, and Donovan Mitchell. And then in the East, you have Durant. what I'll say is, let me just stop you right there. What I'll say is, you know, as we're looking at this list, we see that the Western Conference, I feel like, is a little more discombobbled than the Eastern Conference in fan voting. Yeah, but, like, you have Derrick Rose. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to trash Fred Van Fleet, but you think he should be top ten in this? No. And also Westbrook is in here. What about Colin Sexton? I like Colin Saxon. I don't think he's good enough, but I think he has, like, the determination and that work-hard attitude that I think a lot of fans respect. But, like, again, it's why? not as bad as yeah. CJ McCollum on here. When was the last time that guy played? Why can't we have? Why can we go back to voting for players that actually have worked their butts off this whole— No, 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 no. What I think, and, and I want to move on after this what? because it's just all-star voting, but what I truly think should uh, happen is— Fan voting goes on, correct? Right. Okay. It. I don't think it matters. They don't show it. They show – here, I'm going to try to explain this. The coaches, whoever really makes the final all-star thing, they get selected, and the top two people with fan votes also get put in that aren't already in the all-star. So I'm looking at it right now, Western Conference front guard – you'd probably put in Andrew Wiggins because you're going to say LeBron's going to make it Jokic, Kawhi, AD, Paul George, Zion, right? Yeah. So I would say Andrew Wiggins, who has the seventh most votes for front court West Conference, he gets in That's... because he has 500, uh, he has 550,000 votes. You're saying they do I the, think you put one in They do each. the top five. No, no, no. I say you put it, you 
the coaches literally do it as they do every other yeah. year. But you add the two highest from each conference fan votes. Okay. So, like, the Western Conference would go as it is, and you would add Andrew Wiggins because he has the most fan votes that didn't get a selection by the coaches. Yeah. Do you get that? Yeah. Get that. I think that's how it should work because that actually includes the fans. Because I'm sorry to say for all of the 552,000 of you that voted for Andrew Wiggins, he's not getting in. But I think it would be funny. Imagine seeing Taco fall in the All-Star game last year. But that's the problem. I, I'm I'm more no. no it, I'm I'm more would, of like the old side of the NBA. I want to see players that actually deserve to be in the All Star game that have worked really hard in the season that have put up great numbers, substantial numbers than like prior years. Let's say it's their first year in the in the All Star game. Like I'm looking at the Eastern Conference right now, and I'm saying, okay, Jeremy Grant, yeah, he should be an All Star. Julius Randle, yeah, All Star. But, but I'm I, saying. When we talk about players, um, you know, different conferences, like like you're bringing it up, Carmelo Anthony or Alex Caruso, Fred Van Vliet, it just it aggravates me to see them in that line. I know that they're not going to get selected for the All-Star. No, but here's – yeah, I, I get it, Jake, and I feel like I was kind of saying this earlier, but all I'm saying, I don't think the NBA should do it. I think the NBA, if they're showing these votes – and they're showing that Carmelo is getting 346,000 votes. They should make it so that these guys are not just looking. And I'm not saying a false hope because Carmelo Anthony, I'm sorry to say it, he knows he's not getting into the All-Star game. But I wouldn't even show this if there's there's no point in showing it if none of if some of these guys on this list aren't going to make it and, are, and guys that are not on the list are going to. That's the only thing. That's why I think the NBA could do that, but if they don't, it's, there's no point. But it's them. weird. You know, like I, I'm, I'm looking on Twitter today, right? And I see that the – I'm a Laker fan. So, you know, but I see the Lakers post on Twitter, one vote counts Alex Caruso, vote for Alex Caruso for All-Star. And I'm thinking, you know – wouldn't the teams like want to get the players that actually deserve to be in the all-star game? Like your point saying like these guys that are on this list is ridiculous. And now you have Jake, here's the hard thing. And I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm sorry if I did, but here's the thing. Besides LeBron and Anthony Davis, who truly on the Lakers is making the all-star game besides them too. No one, but why? So that's the point. That's the point because they see, Oh, it's it's funny. Caruso has two hundred and fourteen thousand votes. Let's see how high we could get it, even though it doesn't yeah. matter, because it just builds the, the Lakers. You you look at it and it shows the team next to it. So like it's just showing that oh, another Laker player is on there. I think that's it. I don't think there's much more to talk about. I think it's stupid that they're showing the fan returns. But in a couple weeks, we'll show the final roster. Yeah. And we'll talk about so how it guys, goes. we just talked about the NBA and the All Star voting. So. Let's move on to some of the top NBA teams um, with with the players that are on this all-star list and how well they're doing this year. Yeah, so I'm going to start. Uh, 76ers are the number one team in the East. I truly think they are the team to beat because of how good Embiid is playing. Um, I know that's going to sound crazy to some people because how do you go against KD, Kyrie, and Harden? But it's just a matter of the fact of the 76ers are playing better, and I haven't seen much time of all three of them being on the court. The 76ers are an interesting team. They are a shooting team. 
And if you're the Nets in the East and you can't play defense, have fun trying to beat them. That's all I'm going to say. I, I like the I 76ers. Too, yeah. and besides the Bucs, I, I think it's the top three teams. I think it's 76ers, Bucs, and Nets. I want to see where they place out in the end. I want to see who gets a one, who gets a two, who gets a three, because I think that truly means something. Because there are some teams that I like that are at the eight, seven, and six spots that could be dangerous. Like the Hawks right now are the eight. The Hornets are the seven, which I'm a little surprised mm-hmm. about. But um, I think the Eastern Conference is going to be a lot closer this year than it was in past yep. years. Any other teams you want to talk about in the East or you want to move on to the West? I, I just want to go right to the West, and I want to talk about – Let's go to the West. Um, I really want to talk about Utah. Okay, they're on a five-game win streak. I feel like they're shocking a lot of people right now in the power rank power rankings when it comes to that. They're number one in the West. Um, I don't know. I didn't see them leading the West. What about you? You think they were? Did you see them leading the West prior to the season? Here's my thing. I don't think they could stack up decent with any of the top teams that I truly believe. Just because I don't love Rudy Gobert, Rudy <laughs> Gobert. Um. I know he could probably guard Anthony Davis, but like when they verse the Clippers or when they verse even like the Nuggets, I just don't love the matchup with the Jazz. I think obviously they have a good run. So you think they're just this is gonna maybe sound crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they remind me of the Rockets a little bit. Not that it's James Harden and James Harden's Donovan Mitchell in this situation, but it's just the Rockets were always so good in the regular season, and I just know that they're not going to get it done in the postseason, especially against LeBron and AD. I, honestly, I'd love to see it. I, I love an underdog story. I love that. Well, I'm just going to move over to the NFL. I hope Brady went from, I think, a five seed to yep. winning the chip this year. That was – I love seeing that. But I definitely think the Jazz have a lot of potential. Of course. Uh, it's they're But, like, they're beating down teams pretty bad. They beat down the Celtics, uh, the Pacers, the Hornets. Those are three teams that if it ended today, those yeah. are all playoff teams. Um, but I wouldn't get too excited about the Jazz. There's also, uh, you know, three teams that I want to point out. They don't have, I guess, they don't really have win. They don't have winning records. One team is 500, but teams that like are better than uh, they seem. I'm going to start off with Indiana, Detroit, and Memphis. He's Indiana. I like Indiana. I know I, I talk trash on them. If you go back to our other podcasts, I've talked bad about the Pacers. I will take it. Back. You just got to You just got to think uh, about it. Right. So I know I talked about bubble TJ, but there are some actual good guys on there. Malcolm Brogdon has stepped up huge yeah. this season. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis. And, and they also have players that haven't played a lot. TJ Warren has played in just four games and Karis LeVert has yet to play still. So, this Indiana team, I think they're better than they seem, and I don't like. Yeah, why not? But I think you know teams should watch out for them. Um, I know they have like a losing record, but they're they're one game behind from five hundred, and we know how the East is. You know, it's ridiculous because they're also yeah. the six seed right now. But I wanted to move on to another team. You like the Grizzlies? The Grizzlies are ten and ten. Um, they have. I don't love the Grizzlies. I don't think they're good. Especially without they, they have a they have a tough tough schedule, but they also have been out without they they haven't had Jackson for the entire year. 
and Jaw ja for eight for of their twelve time. of their twenty games. So this is another team that it's like the injury uh, players being out is really going to affect them. But this is a team that hey, if those players are back, it's going to be good. And we've seen what the Grizzlies could do. Um, especially Jaw is now getting older; he's getting more familiar with the league. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Again, uh, after this is just the last thing I want to highlight. The Lakers have gone the last three games going to OT, and they've won all three. And I think with the help of LeBron James, so I think the Lakers are still the best team in the West. I wouldn't say by a landslide like I would last year, but they're definitely a team that uh, I think are the best in the West. And I, I remember I talked about this on a couple podcasts ago. The Suns were the number one seed. Yeah, a couple weeks, couple weeks and ago. They've dropped off, and I just expect them to drop off even more. I just want to highlight that. It's, Go back, listen to it's it. It's weird with the Suns, what though. I said. You know, sometimes they can really, like, clutch up and play well. I mean, Chris Paul. Suns. Chris Paul hasn't been doing that bad. Suns. But. Suns, Suns have won. Yeah, I mean, other, other than They're that. Good teams, um, too. They beat the Bucs last night. They beat the Celtics. But. No, I, I agree with you. I understand that the Suns, you know, might fall off the wagon a little bit. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, moving on from the NBA, uh, out of the power rankings and everything like that, we're going to go right to the so-called power rankings, I guess, if you want to call them. But the AP Top 25 for college basketball, uh, there's a, uh, some shifts. We'll talk about that. Aiden, you want to get us started on that? Sure. So the biggest surprise to me was that Michigan actually moved up. Michigan is now the number three team in the entire country, and I don't think they've played a game since January. Their last game was January 22nd. They're expected to play February 14th. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how a team can go up. They have COVID problems, and I don't know how good they're going to look when they come back. But it, that just surprised me. I think Michigan's a very good school. Um 13 and one overall, but just like how long they've been off and they're coming back, I guess this weekend is surprising yeah. that they're still up there. Um, another team I would like to highlight Ohio that was a State. big move. They, they moved up um, three, moved up three spots. They're on a five game win streak and they've surprised me because talking about this five game win streak that they're on, they started it by beating Wisconsin. Yeah. They beat them by 12. And then it was a closer game with Penn State, which I didn't understand. And then they recently just beat Iowa. Iowa, and I talked highly on Iowa at the beginning, has yeah. fallen off a lot. Iowa is now – Iowa, I believe, if I'm not wrong, they are the biggest – no, them in Texas had the biggest drops. They dropped seven spots. And those are my two favorite teams. They dropped I'm seven spots. In the AP yeah. rankings, and I want to, and I just that's what happened. And I want to highlight a team that it. moved up eight spots. They did lose yesterday to Ole Miss. They got pretty embarrassed against Ole Miss yesterday. Missouri went up eight spots. They're number ten, but they're going to fall again after that loss to Ole Miss. That was a bad loss yesterday. They play them again too yep. at the end of February, so it's going to be interesting to see how they recoup. But I think that the college tournament may be one of the best tournaments I've ever seen. And maybe it's because I've followed college basketball a lot more uh -huh. this season than others. But I'm looking at this. I don't think Gonzaga can be touched 
but that's just because of the opponents they play. Same as Baylor. Um, I love Ohio State. I think Illinois can be very dangerous with yeah. Kofi Cockburn. Uh, Houston dominates. Hey, don't forget most about teams. Te- Texas and then, Tech. But no, the thing with Houston is, I don't love Texas Tech, but yeah. I'm going to get onto that later. Houston, they either dominate you or they lose embarrassingly. They like again, they just beat South Florida by almost and they lost uh, to twenty. East Carolina. And they lost yeah. to East Carolina. Yeah. By almost ten. So it's just games like that. But again, in March, you never know what happens. I would look at Houston. I wonder where they rank out. And then Texas. Texas has just had a, a rough patch right now. They lost to Oklahoma State in, I think, double overtime. Uh, they lost to Baylor. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma. They were on a bad streak, but I think they turned it around. They have Oklahoma on next Tuesday. They have West Virginia, Kansas, Texas Tech. That's how they end. Yeah. I like it. I like that they're going into the tournament hard, and I think Texas is a team. I'm still riding Texas. Aiden, you're, I'm the co-host. Aiden is riding Texas. Mark it down. Okay. Listen, Who do you like? Dude? You know, I'm looking at the rankings, and I'm looking at – What? I had to say it. No, that's – I, I Yo, I, 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 I get it. I get it. Texas. Texas is your squad. Understood. I got to look at the rankings, and I got to look at Rutgers – because they just came into the top twenty-five, I don't know why. Um, oh, yeah, but they had, they had big wins in in the past. It was like a month ago. You know what I hate though about this whole thing? I can't see who's really well. It, it's technically Colorado. They got the second most. I mean, the they got the most votes outside of the AP top twenty-five. So, okay, so yeah, no, I honestly wouldn't have Colorado no, but, twenty-five. But regardless, both those teams are making Listen, the tournament. So Th- these rankings don't matter. To I'm me. not so sure about the Rutgers. They beat teams that were all unranked. Um, and then they lost to Iowa Wednesday, February 10th. So it's it's just I, I guess you can say like the top twenty five, like it's number twenty five. Like yeah, that's that could be like shifted within like all the time, um, anytime basically. That the, the twenty five switches all the time. But I also want to point out um, teams that dropped from their rankings. Uh, you had UCLA, who was 21. They're out. Oh, yeah, Florida, really 22. Like They're gone. Florida got yeah. embarrassed by somebody, though. Who'd they get embarrassed by? Maybe. Like Tennessee? Um, yeah, Kansas, number Go 23, on, gone. And Drake, number 25. No. That was an interesting one. Drake uh, is uh, gone. Can we talk about that for a little bit? And I don't think they will can be coming that, back please? in the top 25. Let's yeah. talk about this, please. I know. I, I, I was riding <laughs> Drake hard. I love that they were 17-0. and 0. Like, they – I got to say they were a dark horse. Like, if they somehow stayed in it. But here's the thing with this squad. Who have they really versed? They're in, they're in their alternate universe. I can't – school they've played besides Kansas State, who's terrible. But I'm looking at this, right? They were just pretty much beating teams up until uh, Valparaiso. You know how to say that? Valparaiso? And they, they should have lost to Valparaiso that Saturday. And then they played them the next day and lost. And I wasn't surprised about it. But Loyola Chicago that they have this weekend, I think they're going to sweep Loyola Chicago be an and interesting be back game. in the top 25. Loyola Chicago is currently ranked I'm number 22. 
They're going to be back in by yeah. the end. I want to say it. I'm I, I'm riding with my great right. Bulldogs. We'll see what happens when they face off against the number 22 Loyola Chicago team. That's going to be a very good game. I also want to bring everyone's attention to um, the pretty the early uh, bracketology um, from Joe Lenardi at a ESPN. Uh, I'll give you some one seeds. One actually changed. Uh, you got number yeah, one, uh, region one. Is going to be Gonzaga, which is, you know, obvious. Obviously, no doubt. Uh, region number two is going to be Baylor, obvious. And no then doubt. region number four, Ohio State, will now take on take that one seed in region number four and region number three. Uh, I've skipped three by accident. Um, Michigan will get the one seed. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look at this. You ready? Let's go over yeah. this. We'll start in Region 1. And if anybody doesn't know, just look this up quickly. Just literally look up Joe Lenard. Joe uh, Lenardi. Bracketology, yes. and it literally comes up first. Lenardi, yeah. Sorry if I said that wrong. Um, Gonzaga will beat whoever. I like that Oklahoma State. I would take Oklahoma State over San Diego State. I don't know why San Diego State is up there. I know last year they had a really good run. but And then UCLA still in here. Texas is the mm-hmm. 3. Drake is the eleven. Um, here, I think everything's you know, right. They, he gives you a whole uh, breakdown of the last four in, which everybody wants to know about. And it's got Stanford, UConn, Oregon, and VCU with first four out, Colorado State, St. Louis, St. John's, Penn State. I remember very highly that Maryland was up there, but they – Maryland's the next four out. And also, I want to talk about this. St. Louis yeah. was ranked, I think, a week ago. They're just terrible. And I don't know. What, what are the last four last four buys? What um, is that? Uh, the, Indiana, we'll LSU, in. Drake, and Boise State. What is we'll that? We'll get it. So, um, I don't understand. I believe – like, you saw Drake, right? Drake's the – yeah, yeah. They're all the 11 seeds pretty much. Yes. And two of them are fighting. Yes. Stanford and UConn on this list are fighting. Um, okay, no, I, I think it looks good. I, I'm not mad about anything because I know Winthrop. You know, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the regions like right him. now, and I'm just like curious, um, to see if there's any like good games that we could that could potentially happen, right? You could potentially be seen in a Gonzaga, uh, Alabama, Gonzaga, uh, if if Gonzaga wins their, um, uh, I believe if they make it to the Sweet 16. Oh, okay. We're talking about that. No, no, I thought no, you were no, talking no. about like first round. Um, if they make it to the Sweet 16, okay, they could potentially be faced off against um, Iowa. So that would be a good game. And then, yeah. you know, when it comes to the um, Elite Eight of that region, Alabama might be up there with them. Alabama is at the two slot right now. So, you know, just just some games to, like, listen, it's, it's early. I see we still it. have a lot of college basketball left. Everybody that are that had, that are fans of teams that are not in, just relax. Don't stress. We have a lot of time till Selection Sunday. But we're just giving you just giving you a picture. Hey, let me finish this out. Yeah, let me let me talk about this. I like three games right, as if it, it was over right now. These are three games I like. 
Virginia Tech Drake, 6v11, Region 1. I think that goes deep, but that's also because I'm biased towards Drake. But I've seen VTech lose some bad games. I like uh, Clemson, Arkansas, 8-9. I also like Colorado, Indiana, 7-10. Indiana just beat uh, Iowa. And then I also uh, I like Florida versus North Carolina. And Louisville, LSU. I think those are all going to be close games. Do you have any games you like first round? You no. Know, it's always the 10 V7s that, I've, that are always up in the air, and then also the 8 and 9s, sometimes 12 and 5s. Um, but usually 10 and 7s I like to watch, like a Seton Hall versus UCLA. Or, you know, I'm looking at a Florida, North Carolina. North Carolina is one of the num- one of the best rebounding teams in college basketball, so that would be a very interesting game, too, to watch. Also, along with Indiana and Colorado. So there's a bunch of games that I'm looking at, and I'm like, okay, those could be good. Uh, but a new one's yeah, coming out very yeah. soon. The guy puts it out almost yeah. three, four days. So we're we're going to figure it out. We're going to give so. you guys more updates on the bracketology, especially when it comes out or when we're a week away from Selection Sunday. Um, but this is this is just a picture of what we have right now and what to look for. Um, and like I said, again, don't stress if your team is not here yet and you're on the bubble watch or you are close to getting in teams can make runs and we've seen it happen, especially if there's conference tournaments, teams will figure it out. Yeah, that's, I think that wraps it up for today's podcast. I think everybody uh, should, should reach, reach out, out to, to the court underscore side podcast on Instagram. You guys can DM us message us email us um with anything you guys want also just a fair take here we got we are on apple podcast spotify podcast google podcast and many more so it is very easy to find us just type in the court side the court dash side podcast to find us look for our two faces on a basketball court Thank you guys for listening. We hope everybody has a great What's day. Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that like Stockton. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of.